They sort of organized in response to an $800 tuition hike. Here, a tuition hike of $800 would be pretty awesome, you know, <laughs> like if it only was $800, it would be really nice. But in Puerto Rico, and at that time, $800 was the difference of going to school or not. Uh, and so I think a lot of the students who, who I met and who were part of this movement said like they really didn't feel like they had a choice and it was really a way for them to empower themselves to take control of their education and to really have public education be accessible to everyone on the island. This is Robert Smith with Audio Interference and that was the voice of Tina Orlandini. In 2012, Tina co-curated Smart Action an art exhibition at El Puente in Brooklyn and at Hosos Community College in the Bronx that marked a successful student-led strike at the University of Puerto Rico. I met with Tina at Interference Archive in December 2015 on the very day that she was donating materials from the Smart Action exhibition. Smart Action is sort of a project that started in 2012 when after I went to Puerto Rico with a few of my classmates when I was in grad school at NYU in the Art and Public Policy Department, mm -hmm. Marta Morena Vega brought a group of students to Puerto Rico as sort of a spring intensive to learn about what kind of cultural activism was going on in Puerto Rico and be connected with some of the folks on the island. She invited two student activists to come and talk with us about the 2010-2011 University of Puerto Rico student movement, mm -hmm. where the students shut down the campus and occupied it for about 60 days and used art as really their main organizing strategy and their main way to get media attention and to make this really a national issue. After meeting with these students, we sort of had the idea of collaborating and doing an exhibition here in New York mm -hmm. to really celebrate and showcase how these students were so effective in their organizing and had accomplished so much with really a small minority of the students on campus. Um, after the initial trip to Puerto Rico during the, the class, the intensive that we took, we came back in the summer and interviewed, I think it was about 15 of the student and artists who were involved in the movement and who were contributing work to the exhibition. So one of the things that I'm submitting today is a DVD that we edited that has all of the students sort of like answering questions about their experience in the strikes. Do you have any favorite responses that you remember? Well, there was one artist whose name I am forgetting right now because this was a very long time ago, but um, she was sort of a graphic designer and an illustrator um, but one of the things she says is that the importance of art in the, in the movement was that not everyone could see themselves at the front lines as pushing up against the police who were very violent towards the students during this movement. Art sort of allowed for more a more inclusive community than the movement. So she says, you know, if you're a writer, you could write for the movement. If you are a documentarian or a photographer, you're, you're the one who's documenting the truth about what's going on in the movement. And I just thought that that was really beautiful and it's something that I think can be really successful for, for certain movements is, is inclusivity and the fact that everyone can see themselves in that struggle. Yeah, I mean, I think that was my favorite response. But they're all good. <laughs> I'll check it out. The exhibition happened in two locations in New York. At Hostos Community College, we did uh, an installation in 
sort of like this rotunda. It's not really an, an exhibition space. It's like a kind of like a throughway in the middle of campus. So we had one going on there and then another at El Puente and then some programming around it. So we had a puppet making workshop with a couple of artists who were really, really involved in the student movement during the strikes. It's a group called uh, Papa Machete, a radical theater and puppetry group. And that is sort of facilitated by another organization in Puerto Rico called Ajitarte that is led by an artist named Jose Jorge Diaz. When he came to New York for the exhibition, he brought with him this giant student puppet that was the symbol of the movement. It's like this huge, huge puppet that we suspended from the atrium of the Bronx exhibition. I think there's some photos of it in the stuff I'm submitting, but yeah, that was that was really exciting that he, that he brought this giant puppet with him on a on a flight from Puerto Rico and yeah. and uh, helped us install it and everything. Was there a favorite work that you had? I think what was really cool to me was that we were getting submissions from people who weren't a part of the student movement. Okay. We like put an open call out for, you know, mostly for artists mm -hmm. who had produced work during the movement. Um, but then there were people from like Peru and Austria and right. Mexico and different places who were like, I've been following the strikes. I, I made this work in response to it and in solidarity and I want to submit it. And I think that was really amazing just to see how, how much support the students had throughout this process. Um, and there's actually a video that I'm submitting, short videos of different student campuses sending messages of solidarity all over the world. Nice. I think that was a really cool aspect of the exhibition. Yeah, so let's take a look at some of the materials. This, it's a stencil of a security camera. While the students were on campus, they were being videotaped and they were being on like constant, under constant surveillance. Um, so this was kind of like a, kind of using comedy to make it clear that like all the students knew that they were under surveillance and they were being watched. So probably the, the one of the reasons that this, the UPR movement got so much attention was because the students were really trying to highlight the abuse that they were experiencing from the police. And a number of photographers and videographers have captured pretty alarming footage of that, of just police officers being inappropriate with women, just being overtly violent towards the students. You know, I think that this is sort of a, a good representation of not necessarily the stark violence, but just of the interactions on the day-to-day -day level between the students and the and the police. Okay, so what's in this box is a little bit more of documentation from the actual exhibition. Um, so this is a t-shirt that we silk screened and it was a design by Antonio Matarel, who's a pretty famous Puerto Rican artist. He's like a beloved artist in, on the island. And then I'm also including a bunch of these exhibition catalogs. This has a at least one image and a caption for each artist that submitted a piece. A lot of these artists submitted multiple things, but these sort of capture, you know, in general what they what they were submitting. There's pretty much a very diverse collection of different types of art. So there's writing, there's poetry, there's photography. Um, this is 
Luisa Martinez Rivera, she's actually the artist I was talking about before whose uh, interview I really enjoyed. Okay. She did some graphic design and poster work for the march, but also to kind of like get more students involved. Uh, Pamela Morales Nieves uh, was one of the photographers who submitted a lot of photos to us. This is one moment that a few of the students talked about how um, the police sort of ambushed a lot of the students on campus in the middle of the day while they were painting, um, they were doing some painting activity for one of the strikes that was coming up. Mm -hmm. And the students like threw paint on them as like retaliation because they were really infiltrating and attacking them. So this is sort of like a very little literal way of using art as a form of like a <laughs> weapon and, and as, uh, you know, combating the police. Let's see what else. Yeah, so there's there's a lot in here and there's, you know, a good mix of sort of emerging artists and then uh, very well-known artists. Like this is an artist, Nelson Sembolin, who did a silk screen um, of the student movement, uh, again, in solidarity. Um, so there's like a circle of students in red um, outside of the campus. And then there's like a gated off section with the historic UPR clock tower okay and then it looks like there's um it looks like it's supposed to be police are inside oh. and then the students are sort of outside in this circle and they're the the figures that are inside of the campus are in blue and then the figures outside are in red to sort of symbolize the colors of the puerto rican flag um this this was like when i saw this this piece i was like yeah, we have to have um, a lot of the work that the students made, it was both visually very captivating, but also had like a clear function. So mm -hmm. these were um, wooden shields that the students made to like defend themselves from, from the police because the police have those plastic, you know, shields that they push up against. And so the students like created their own shields as like right. ways for protection. Yeah. And then these are, I actually don't know who who submitted these, but these are just photos of like five by seven printed photos from the march, the marches, the strikes, mm -hmm. um, some news clippings. Um, that's sort of one example of- Oh yeah, a photo of a news clipping. Yeah, and just the way the, the police treated the students. Um, in this picture, a police officer is sort of holding up a, a student by his pants. And there were a few students who had talked about their experiences of physical abuse and, and uh, their memories of that. Um, yeah, so that's what's here. Um, let me see what else. This is a piece um, by Michelle R.O. It's called Recovered Image, and what she did is she took a, like a very iconic image from the march, um, and then she sort of like puts it through this slow process in a, in a video of like, it, it just sort of like starts to disappear um, through the video, and then she worked with a, a sound artist to create like a um, particular um, soundtrack for the piece. Mm -hmm. um, so when Michelle saw this piece exhibited in, in um, El Puente, she like cried and was like so excited just to see her work exhibited somewhere else and to see how people were re reacting to it. Um, so that was really, 
really special to see. Yeah. How was the response from people who actually attended the exhibition here? Yeah, I think at Hostos, there weren't really a lot of opportunities to like catch people while they were looking at the work and like have conversations with them. But I think in, in El Puente, the response was very positive from the young people who go there. I think being able to see students who weren't that much older than them really taking control of something and being successful at it because after the movement, the $800 fee was removed um, and then it was put back again and you know, it was like a little game. But um, I think for young people who are in high school or even younger to see people who look like them or who are connected to, um, to their family, you know, background, I think it was really impactful for them to see students making change and to see that it's possible. I guess to sort of wrap it up, what mm -hmm. made you decide to contribute the material to the archive? Yeah, um, well I'm actually moving to New Orleans so that was sort of the impetus for like I should probably get all of this material that I have in a place that's more readily accessible for other people mm -hmm. um, because I think that was really one of the goals of doing this project was like there's all of this work in so many places and it's really powerful work, you know, if we can sort of consolidate it all and show a comprehensive picture of what went on during the student strikes at that time and what kind of artwork was coming out of it uh, and how, you know, these students built community on campus and sort of created like an incubator for artists to produce work in, in a contested environment is just amazing to me. And so I definitely wanted, you know, this to be accessible to more people than just me or people who had already seen it. Uh, and so I feel like the Interference Archive offered an opportunity for people to come across this work uh, and maybe study it more. And it's a way for what these students did to really live on. 